0: Hey dreamers, I'm Holly and this is the Intentional Dreamer podcast. This podcast is for dreamers all around the world who want to put action and personality to their brands. hi guys welcome back and happy friday i am so happy to be recording uh this episode and it was a request actually from sky at up high design co and i am actually going to go ahead and leave her instagram and website down below in the show notes and you guys can go check her out so thank you so much sky for this request and i'm really excited to jump into this topic which is basically how to know when you're ready to start a company or a business. So I'll start off with the cliches first. There really is no perfect time, right time, or set year in your career to do this. Now, I will say... I kind of thought a long time ago that there was. Um, I graduated design school last year in May, and I honestly thought that I needed tons and tons of experience before I started my own studio. To be honest, I'm really happy that I did go ahead and spend about a year gaining a lot of experience working for other studios and other companies, and then also just the Design background that I had because when I graduated college, I actually already had five years in my field, gratefully. So, but it was a little bit different because I did work as an in house designer for most of my career, but then once I left uh, my nine to five, I jumped into working for another studio and that is honestly something that gave me so much experience and insight into what it was like to own your own design studio and what it was like working for someone who was an entrepreneur and all all around a lady boss badass. And it was a really, really great experience, a really insightful experience. So let's get to it. Um, so going back to the fact that there really is no perfect time. I do honestly feel like if you trust your gut enough and you kind of have a strength in your inner compass, you will know when the time is right. So for me unfortunately, it kind of was it kind of came to the point where I really didn't have any other option, but on a positive note in this perspective it was almost like all of these things had happened for a reason Uh, and it was kind of like my only option left unless I decided to go back to kind of like the nine-to-five corporate world if I really wanted to and I mean if you guys have listened to my other episodes you know that I got laid off twice when I was doing freelance just completely like as an independent contractor for other companies And the first time I was laid off, I kind of just realized that I really didn't have any other option and that every moment leading up to that meant something and that, you know, I wanted to be grateful for the experience that I did have and... I knew that it was my time to stop building other people's dreams and to start building my own. And, you know, I feel like at some point, if you if you have the drive to be a business owner and an entrepreneur, you definitely have felt like this before. You know, that internal dread of... Not being able to focus all of your time on all of the things that you want to do. And I'm not saying that this means that you don't enjoy the things that you are doing at work because I loved freelancing for other companies and I loved the companies that I freelance for. They were absolutely. Wonderful. And it was such a wonderful opportunity um, to freelance for them. But what I mean by that is there was a part of me that just wanted to do my own thing. And I think, again, I touched on this on another episode. When I was left with no other option, uh, I kind of just realized that I needed to stop playing it safe and just go for it. Because up until that point, I had thankfully kind of built up a savings and I had a really supportive and still have, thankfully, a really supportive group of people who basically just kept telling me to go for it. So... Honestly, my best piece of advice for all of this is to just go for it, but I will dive a little bit deeper into that, kind of navigating you through how to get through that and how to get through the fears and stuff like that. So honestly, I think that I truly felt more ready than ever to take the risk of starting my own company when I realized that I wasn't 100% happy doing anything else anymore. I wasn't excited to get up and do work My passion was burning out. I kind of felt like I was working all the time and getting nowhere. And I also feel like I stopped learning. So I wasn't really doing anything that challenged me or kind of like pushed the boundaries on my skills and stuff like that. And I kind of just felt stagnant. And if anyone knows me, I'm so big on the feeling of feeling alive. And I really just wanted to feel alive again. And I knew that I couldn't continue on like this. And if there was any time in my life that I could be giving it a shot, it was now and this year. Because every move that I had made, probably since the beginning of 2017, has been gearing me up to this moment. And like, If we're being realistic here, I feel like every move in my career has been leading me up to this point, but really when I started to think about what I wanted in my future and after graduation and stuff like that, I really started to make sure that the moves that I were making were the right ones to gain the right experience and to soak up everything that I could to learn and just really be the best version of myself and be the best designer that I could be. So, if there was any time to give it a shot, it was this year. And if there's any piece of advice that I have, it is this: to no matter what you're doing or no matter what kind of company you're starting, you need to give it your whole heart and your full attention. And I'm aware that this is not always the easiest because, you know, it's it's really difficult to start a company from the ground up and, you know, Also, like you have to still have bills to pay. And like while I was building Daydream, I was working for another freelance company and that was paying my bills. And it was really important that I kept doing this while I was building this up as well. And honestly, it was worth it because I knew that if I wanted to continue and making sure that I loved what I did, and wanted to make a difference in people's lives, I wanted to do what set my soul on fire, and if you're not doing what sets your soul on fire, then what the hell are you doing? Honestly, I mean, guys, we only live once, and life is so short, and I know I always say, like, I know that it's not, like, not always that simple, but again, if you aren't, then what the hell are you doing? And I know that I talk and I repost things about hustle a lot but if if this doesn't if things don't set your soul on fire then what the hell are you doing and if it does then what the hell are you doing just fucking go for it you got this and that's what I tell people all the time I mean do what you have to do in order to pay your bills but also build make sure that you're building your dreams too because those are the things that are going to take you further than anything than you can ever imagine in life in my personal opinion So, what happens when you feel really nervous or scared? And, you know, you can spend days having all of this good energy about, like, just fucking going for it and just getting your shit together and just kind of, like, taking the risk, but... I would be lying to you if I said that there weren't those days that I was scared shitless of failing and, you know, being broke forever or never getting one client and, oh, wow, it was so wrong, by the way, (laughs) and never finding my dream client and all of that. And honestly, something that really got me through some dark days um, was a sticky note that I wrote down when I just I felt like I couldn't do it anymore and one says you can do this with an exclamation point and the other one says the world is your oyster go get them and those are the things that I'm telling you today write down your mantra write down your freaking any write down any quote or any line and look at it every single day and remind yourself what you're working for and what you're fighting for and I kind of got off on a tangent and got way farther into this than I thought, but what I'm saying is that on the days that it gets really hard and it's going to get hard, but you just have to keep pushing through because you have to remember what you're fighting for and what makes you really happy because those fears, they're going to creep up and they're going to give you a million reasons why you shouldn't do something and maybe even creep up and you know tell you why you aren't good enough or something like that because these are all the thoughts that I thought when I was starting a company I was like there's no way there are a million graphic design studios and graphic design companies like why would I start one like there's no way I'm ever going to compete with them or get any clients or anything like that and realistically speaking in like if you want to start a company and there's an abundance of people who are doing the same things that you are doing, find your point of difference, which is literally like the number one thing that I learned in art school. Find your point of difference and fucking use it. Find what makes you unique. Find what makes your story unique, and don't stop talking about it. And people will be attracted to you like a magnet. Quote Anna Dower because she uses magnet in all of her, pretty much like all of her teachings and everything like that. But it's something that really stuck with me. So you will find the people that want to work with you. You will find the people who want to buy your product or want to talk to you. And it is just so important to use the uniqueness about yourself and your brand and everything that goes with that to your advantage because that is what's going to set you apart. So did I have a plan when I decided to start a company? Um, Kind of. I feel like I did have a plan because I hired a business coach, but I think as I said before, I didn't intend on launching a studio. I just kind of wanted to revamp my own services, and then my business coach at the time, Anna Dower, convinced me to go after my daydreams, and I told her about the fact that I wanted to launch Daydream Studio, and she asked me why I didn't and why I wasn't, and I could not give her an answer, and that's when I realized that I wanted to do it because Again, I had nothing to lose. I hired a business coach to coach me through starting this company. And I had already, you know, kind of like made friends in the industry and kind of like started to slowly build a following. I had a few of my own clients and I figured what what the hell is holding me back? Absolutely nothing. So this is the time to go for it. So moral of the story, you're never going to be ready. You may never... Feel ready. You may never feel like you can do this, but I am telling you right now that you can, and you need to believe me when I say that. And the most important part of this and starting a company is to start with a plan, which is something that I'm really trying to integrate into the community with intentional dreaming. And there's so much more coming on that that I can't wait to tell you guys about. Sorry. So, like, shameless self-plug but seriously though I mean when people ask me the secret to making my dreams come true it's making a plan and sticking with it and working my ass off in order to make sure that I follow through with this plan because if there's anything that people like in this day and age it's consistency and it is you know clear cohesive everything so you may be sitting here wondering okay, so I am ready to start a company, but where the hell do I even start? And honestly, that's a really good question because I really wasn't sure where I could go with this company that I started. All that I knew is that I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to have amazing clients that valued what I did. And I wanted to make people's daydreams come true with their companies and their designs. And that is still something that is 100% true. So here's how to do it. Figure out what your passion is. And if you're listening to this, then you most likely already know what it is. And if you don't, take some time and really sit and listen to your inner compass and pay attention to the things that bring you joy in your life and that you feel really happy doing. And I think that you'll find your answer. The next thing is to just start and start researching Pinterest, start researching Google, read books, talk to people, listen to podcasts. I mean... Go to events and stuff like that that are in your industry and just kind of start to get a feel for what you want to do. Also, most importantly, who you want to reach. And if there is any, any important thing that you should take away from how to start a company. It is to figure out who you want to reach and run with that. And this is coming from a girl that thought I would never find my target audience in a million freaking years ever, 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 ever. I thought, let's just serve everyone because if I don't, then I'm never going to make any money. And that was such a load of bullshit. And it made me very unhappy when I was like, finding people who weren't exactly the right fit for me. And now, since I launched Daydream and I really narrowed down the type of target audience that I wanna work with, I am able to provide my best to my clients and really thrive and jive with them and create something so amazing. So remember that, it is so important. The next is to create a social media account for your businesses. I feel like that's a no-brainer here, but some people don't. And I'm telling you that you need to. And here's why. It's because this is the opportunity to connect with so many different people. I feel like if it weren't for social media, I literally would not have a career. And I say that meaning I wouldn't have the career that I want right now. I could have gotten a job in a design studio or stayed where I was working in, in as an in-house designer and whatnot. But what I mean is that social media... Opens the doors to so many people all over the world, not just whatever country or state or city or whatever you live in, but across the whole world. I have freelanced for people in Australia, I have freelanced for people in London, I have freelanced for people in California, I have freelanced for people all over the place. And none of that would be possible without the internet. And I'm so very grateful for that and social media. And it is seriously just one of the best ways to really connect with other people. Besides in person, I still thoroughly believe in like in-person networking and events and stuff like that. But if you cannot do that or you don't have access to a bunch of events that are in your city or where you live, then online is the next best thing. Another thing that I would recommend is if you have the budget to invest in branding and or a business coach. These are things that are really important and I think that at the beginning it's okay to DIY things if you need to and if that's what your budget allows, but also realize how important branding is and how And how important it is to provide a cohesive visual solution to your clients so that they know how to identify you. They get a vibe or a feeling based on how they feel when they look at your logo and when they get on your website and they see branding is able to give you a vibe of what kind of person and company you have. It's really allows you to spread your message and set you apart from other people in your industry and really make a statement and help you build that brand equity as you grow. Now, if that's the only thing that's holding you back from starting your company and you don't have the budget for it, then DIY it. I always say to start where you're at with what you have and go for it because honestly, you can... Totally hire that stuff out later if you want to, or maybe you get halfway through, you know, going through the process of building your company and you realize that you do want branding and that you think that it would provide value for you right now. And it's totally completely up to you. The next thing I would say is kind of look into legal stuff, and this is something that I have limited knowledge on, but for me, I Starting Daydream Design Company meant establishing myself as an LLC because before I was um, I was just an independent contractor and I knew that if I wanted to be serious about my business and really go full time with it, that I needed to establish it as an LLC. Now, I know this varies depending on if you're in the USA, it depends on what state you're in. I am not sure how the rules apply if you're in another country, so I would recommend maybe talking to a friend about it if they have one or they have um, an established company or maybe doing a Google search on how to establish yourself as a real legal company in the place that you live in honestly, that process can be really overwhelming. And I think it would be really helpful to do a blog post or maybe even a podcast with, you know, somebody who does um, legal stuff and and kind of can guide you guys through the process because it was very confusing for me. I literally did it on the phone with my mom because I was freaking the hell out. I was like, oh my God, like what if I'm doing this wrong? And like, I can't mess it up because like once it's filed, it's filed. And like, it's just kind of a whole process at least in Ohio. So, <laughs> if you're able to find someone who can help you with that, I'd highly recommend it. Another thing I would recommend is to kind of nail down is to nail down your process and project management system. So, I don't know if this will apply to every single type of business depending on if you're a service-based business or a product-based business. But I do think that every business has a process and has some type of project management system. So for me, My process is very clearly outlined on my website, and I usually talk to my clients before they hire me, obviously. And I can really go more into detail about how that process works. And so far, all of my clients have loved my process, and I'm so grateful that I have been able to kind of pan out something that works best for me and works best for my clients, most importantly. Because if the people that you're working with are the people who are buying from you aren't feeling guided and insecure by your process, then it's going to be really overwhelming for them. And that's the the last thing that you want is for them to feel overwhelmed. So my goal is always to make my clients feel the least overwhelmed as possible, especially if they're starting a business from scratch because that's already overwhelming enough as it is. My clients tend to be people who are kind of already established but they're ready to take it to the next level so it really just depends on you know who your client base is and then as far as project project management I use Asana for absolutely everything and I would love to go through how I use Asana to my advantage and how it has helped me in my business and I have kind of like a really weird system that I've adapted from different um, companies that I've worked for and stuff like that. And I basically customized things that I've learned to what I need in my own business. So for example, in my Asana board, I have project overview and it basically has a column for content ideas. It has like a Few. it has like a column that has all of the things that I would like to get to and then I can kind of move them over into my other columns which are a this week column, a working on column, and a next week column. I also have a done column and like a column for logins and information and then in addition to that I also make a new project for each client that I have and I onboard my clients into that project so that they can see the entire timeline. There's no separate documents that they need to see outside of that. Everything is completely laid out in Asana. All the links that they need, all the invites to their Pinterest boards and their documents if they need to drop in site copy or anything like that. It literally covers everything in a seamless process. Now, like I said, one does not fit all. So Asana may not work the best for you it may not work the best for your clients so what i would recommend is to find a project management system and a process that fits your needs And I'm always here to chat about that if you guys want to. And if you guys want to know how I lay out my process and my Asana board for project management, let me know because I would love to do maybe a video would be better for this or maybe I could do a podcast about it or something like that. But I'm really big on visuals, so maybe a video might be best for something like this. So going into kind of how to wrap this up is I... Honestly, did not think that I would ever be ready this soon to start my company, but the longer I explored the job world and the more that I worked for other people who were going for their dreams and making their dreams a reality, the more that I was motivated to do the same for myself. And like I said before, I honestly don't think that there is a perfect time but if you trust yourself and you have a sense of your inner compass and intuition then you know the time is right and you may be listening to this right now knowing that the time is right now so if you have that thought inside your mind go for it you got this and i truly believe in you and i want you to believe in yourself if you want to go for it i know that the road is isn't always easy, but it is so worth it because these are the things that we do in order to feel happy and feel like we're doing something that matters. And for me, that is design and that is making other people's dreams come true. So I will leave you guys with that. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to see you guys in my next one. Thanks so much for listening. Bye guys.